Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You gotta score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation coming in hot on this Thursday. Fresh off Harry Ruiz filling in for JT the Brick. He's been holding that spot down for the last couple of days. We definitely appreciate Harry and all his efforts. Always does a fantastic job. And if you listen to the Raiders broadcast in Spanish, you're probably listening to Harry. He does a great job uh, each and every broadcast. We appreciate him. It's funny. I gave him a bad time as he was leaving the studio because uh, he hasn't shaved. And normally Harry's like looking really good and sharp and everything. And so that is that is in-season Harry. Off-season Harry starts letting the beard grow. And it's funny, Damon, who's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio as I'm in the home studio today. Uh, you know, when we talked to Jason Horowitz earlier this week, uh, the voice of the silver and black, you can hear him right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and him and Lincoln Kennedy, he said he was in off-season Jason mode. So I wonder if off-season Jason is like off-season Harry where they grow beards because they don't have to worry about being in front of people anymore. Yeah, these play-by-play guys, man, they're just letting their <laughs> hair down, letting it grow out. Yeah, that's exactly what Harry said as he was walking away. He said, if I don't have to be in front of a camera, I'm not shaving. I heard that. I'm not mad at that at all. I can't do it. Uh, I've let it go before where I just said, you know what, the hell with it. I'm going to go ahead and just let it grow. And after a couple days, man, I start – my face starts itching. I'm like, I can't do this, man. I, yeah, I start scratching on my face. Like, look, I look like a fiend. I look like Dave Chappelle. Like, you got some red balls? <laughs> red balls gives you wings, right? I mean, I start, I, start, I start scratching and everything, so I can't do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I have to go – that's why – that's one of the reasons – that's one of the main reasons I go to the barber every week is to make sure that he shaves me up every week too. So, uh, I guess different strokes for different folks, but much appreciated to my man Harry holding it down for the last couple of days, filling in for JT as he's getting a little bit of R&R, little downtime, uh, I think visiting the family and everything. And that's what we do when it comes to the offseason. But, hey, we're full throttle here on Unnecessary Roughness. Again, DeMond Cotton is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. Man, we're locked and loaded. We've been talking about today's show since, like, Tuesday. I'm so excited about this show. Coming up at 2.30, Coach Mike Martz. You remember him when he was with the, with the Rams? When he was the engineer, the offensive coordinator for the greatest show on turf, uh, he's now with the 33rdteam.com, and so uh, he's going to join the show uh, for multiple reasons. One, he had put out uh, a little video on the 33rdteam.com talking about the, the split between the Raiders and Derek Carr and why he thinks it was good for both sides, so we'll talk to him about that. He also had put out a piece talking about uh, there was about five or six teams that they were really focused in on that need a lot of work in the offseason, and the Raiders were one of those teams, so there's that. And just kind of in general, you know, what he thinks the Raiders need to do. Uh, obviously, the biggest question is going to be who's going to be the quarterback. It's so crazy because there's so much that the Raiders need to do with this team to get them where they need to be from being a 6-11 and team to being maybe 11-6 and team and being in the playoffs. There's so much that has to be done. But I feel like we're all in a holding pattern until we actually know what's going to happen with the quarterback position. And so that's going to be a lot of the conversation, but there's so much more to address. So Coach Mike Martz, man, I'm very excited about this conversation. This is actually an interview that we've been working on for a while. Uh, the morning tailgate, Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, and Heidi Fang, I want to say had Coach Martz on maybe a few months ago. 
uh, and they did a really good job with that. So he's very insightful. It's great to have an opportunity to catch up with them. But I've been working on this interview for a minute, so to be able to get him on the show today at uh, 2.30 this afternoon is very exciting. Can't wait to talk to him. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers. He's going to join the show. We've talked a lot of TB12. We talked a lot of Tom Brady. We talked a lot about Jared Stidham. We talked about drafting a quarterback. Talked about a lot of different uh, directions that the Raiders could go looking for their next signal caller and really haven't talked too much about number 12, Aaron Rodgers, because I don't really think that it's a realistic chance. I've said that multiple times. I know people have floated out Aaron Rodgers and floated out Lamar Jackson. I'm like, yeah, I don't see that happening. But – you know, hey, you gotta you gotta unturn every stone, right? There was a point when I didn't think that Devontae Adams would be a Raider either. I didn't think there was any chance, even to the point where people were hitting us up last year. I remember sitting at the TI. I knew exactly where I was when it happened. People hit us up and were like, "Hey, man, Devontae Adams just bought a house in Vegas." And I remember sitting at the TI. I promise you, I was sitting at the TI, and I was like, "What does that mean? It's Vegas." Everybody buys houses in Vegas. People come to Vegas. It doesn't matter. People have summer homes. They have vacation homes. It doesn't matter that he bought a house here. It doesn't mean that he's headed to Vegas. Well, 1,500 yards later, 100 uh, catches later, and 14 touchdowns later, Devontae Adams is here in Las Vegas. So uh, I told DeMond before the show, any kind of signals or any kind of big things that may happen, I will not ignore like I did last year. Maybe that was a a foolish part of my part because I was new to to the Vegas area, so I kind of thought that, oh, who doesn't want to be in Vegas? And like I said, lo and behold, Devontae Adams becomes a member of the Silver and Black. So we'll talk to Peter Bukowski about Aaron Rodgers and what he thinks is going to happen with him in Green Bay. Is he going to return? Is he going to retire? Is he going to ask for a trade? He was on the Pat McAfee show the other day. We'll actually let you hear a little bit of that sound coming up during the opening drive. But just interesting thoughts. So I want to get Peter Bukowski. He's my guy. Uh, he's the guy who covers the Packers for Locked On Packers. He also does a lot of writing covering the Packers. Just a real good dude. So we'll catch up with him. Coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, we're going to plan on having a little cover three NFL news and notes. There's a lot of moving and shaking going around the league. So we'll, we'll you know, just catch up with a few little notes that are going on. But at 4 o'clock, B.J. Waymer, uh, she's an NFL business connect. And we all know Super Bowl is going to be here in Las Vegas in, in 2024. And the thing about it is, Damon, they are working on the Super Bowl right now. Right, They don't start working on it when the season gets wrapped up. And it's like, okay, well, hey, no, they, they start working on the Super Bowl a long way out. So she's actually in town right now. She works with the NFL. She works with local businesses trying to get them to be partners with the NFL so everyone could take part in this revenue that is the Super Bowl being in their area. So uh, she deals with a lot of different minority-type uh, business ownerships whether it be you know a, a woman-owned business, a minority-owned business, or what she just tries to help these different businesses get their foot in the door and be vendors at the Super Bowl, whether that's the week of Radio Row leading up to the Super Bowl or whether that's actually at the event the day of. There's so many things that go on uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, and there's so many uh, revenue-creating opportunities. Uh, so she's a part of that. So she's going to join us at 4 o'clock and just kind of tell us what she's got going on and let uh, local businesses know how they can be a part of this because I know there's a lot of folks that are local businesses in the in the area that listen to us on the daily that maybe they're able to get their you know foot in the door and they're able to also you know kind of generate a little extra revenue for their business as the Super Bowl is going to be coming here like my good friend Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen does a fantastic job, right? I go to Dr. Jen myself. She does a great job. She's someone who would qualify to be part of this. And maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know, this is just a funny thought, maybe a bunch of athletes that are high, you know, high-level athletes may need someone to take care of their back. 
They might need a chiropractor. They might need their adjustments. They, I don't know. Who knows, right? I can't answer for them, but that's why B.J. Waymer will join us at 4 o'clock because she's, uh, she's very heavily involved in this, and so that's something that uh, I kind of want to put a little bit of a showcase to. So that's coming up at 4 o'clock, and then at 4.30, Vinny Bonsignor from Nation Radio 920, and, of course, the RJ. He joins us each and every Thursday at 4.30 to give us his thoughts, talk about the latest pieces he put out. He put out a piece a couple days ago about different teams that would be uh, he feels eligible or, or would be interested in maybe trading for Derek Carr. Also talked about the Super Bowl. Also talked about, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's talked about a lot of different uh, subjects on uh, in the RJ. So we'll just kind of pick Vinny's brain coming up at 430. So a fantastic show that we have lined up. 230, Coach Mike Martz. 3 o'clock, Peter Bukowski. 4 o'clock, BJ Waymer. And 430, Vinny Bonsignor. In the meantime, in between time, uh, we'll also hear from you, 702-365-9200, and our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Now you know the guests coming up on the show today. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. As I mentioned, we've talked a lot about TB12. We talked a lot about Jarrett Stidham. We talked a lot about rookie quarterbacks. Any any different direction, but we haven't really focused any on Aaron Rodgers. And uh, this happened a few days ago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is always a weekly guest on the Pat McAfee show. I let it kind of sit and simmer for a couple days because I wasn't really, you know, very intrigued. I, I don't I don't say intrigued. That's the wrong word. I just wasn't that enthused about Aaron Rodgers because I didn't think that there was really a good chance uh, that he's, one, not going to return to Green Bay, and two, that the Raiders would even have an opportunity to get him because of his contract situation. So I wasn't really that high on it, but, uh, you know, as I've heard other people talk about it, matter of fact, uh, the morning tailgate, Clay, Heidi, and Vinny had a really good conversation about it this morning and about the possibilities of Aaron Rodgers, and so I thought, you know what, and that's another reason why we're bringing Peter Bukowski on at 3 o'clock, just to talk about, you know, what his gut feeling is when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy who when Devontae Adams was, uh, you know, gonna, gonna, you know, there was a, a question that was there. Is he going to stay there or is he going to leave? Uh, he thought that Devontae was going to actually stay in Green Bay. So I know he was wrong with that, but I remember him saying that he thought last year Aaron Rodgers was going to return to Green Bay. So he was spot on when it came to that. So just, you know, I just thought that we might as well kind of explore that situation with Aaron Rodgers. So before I throw out a question to you, I want you just to hear a little snippet of what, of what uh, Aaron Rodgers had to say on the Pat McAfee show just a few days ago. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think you should shut down any you know opportunity. Like I said, during the season, it's got to be you know both, uh, both sides, uh, you know, like actually wanting – you know, to work together moving forward. And uh, I think there's, you know, more conversations to be had. So there you go. Just a little bit of a snippet of what Aaron Rodgers had to say on the Pat McAfee show. He thinks he can still play at a very high level, thinks he can still be an MVP. I saw a lot of people, including Rob Gronkowski, push back and say, why is he talking about MVPs? Should be talking about winning Super Bowls. I think that goes hand in hand. You know, I think if, if Aaron Rodgers is in line to win an MVP, that means that they had a really good season. Nobody wins a, a, a MVP and they, they win six games in the season. They just don't, right? I mean, that's just that's not the, the, the possibility at all. But he left it open. He left it open to, you know, if that's in Green Bay, great. If it's not, well, then maybe not. So he kind of, you know, left that door open, which is very Aaron Rodgers-like. 
right? I mean, okay, um, maybe there's a chance. I feel like he's he's throwing it out there for multiple teams across the league. Like, maybe there's a chance he could get out of Green Bay. DeMond, I think that that contract is pretty untradeable. Uh, I think that's a lot of dead money that Green Bay would have to take on. So I'm not really thinking that that's something that's going to happen or, or you know, like I wouldn't put it at 75% chance that that happens. I think if it were to happen, it'd be a very small percentage. But the question I want to throw out there, and I want to ask Raider Nation as well because I'm curious, would you have an interest in Aaron Rodgers if the Raiders could make it work financially? And if so, what would you be willing to give up for him? You know that he's got the weapons. You know what him and Devontae Adams could do. You know what Josh Jacobs could do. I can only imagine what Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, you know, could add to the mix. Obviously, the Raiders still need to address the defense, and they still need to address the offensive line. But I'm curious. Would you be interested in Aaron Rodgers if the Raiders could make it work financially? And if so, what would you be willing to give up for him? So I start off with you, Damon. Again, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We always appreciate that. What would you – well, would you be interested in Aaron Rodgers as the Raiders quarterback for a couple years? Absolutely, 1,000%. I – like, I – that's – it's even better than a Tom Brady possibility to me because, as he said in the clip, he still thinks that he can play at an MVP level, and I believe that he can as well. So we're talking about a guy – what's he – a year removed from winning the MVP? Right. Right. And all the talk about Tom Brady was, hey, if Brady came in, the offensive line would need to be so much more improved. I'm not saying that you can just forget about the offensive line right. if you get Aaron Rodgers, but he could overcome some of those limit, those limitations a bit more than Brady could. No, you're right about that. I mean, he's not going to run around the yard like a Lamar Jackson, but he is a guy that can, you know, avoid and move the move the pocket a little bit more than Tom Brady's going to do at this at this point. You know, Tom Brady's not a guy that's going to, you know, do a whole lot of movement in the pocket, man. He's going to sit back there and try to release that ball as quickly as possible, get it out of his hands. And again, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I saw what I saw on Monday, and I saw a guy who didn't look like he wanted to be hit too much. So Aaron Rodgers is, I say, only forty. Uh, that's that's young, but it's older in in NFL age. So he's, you know, obviously he's getting up there. He's not a spring chicken. He's not going to play forever. But, you know, if there's a possibility that you can get him for two more years and you tie him up with Devontae Adams for the next couple years, of course Devontae would have no problem catching passes with him. That wouldn't even be a question, right? So I'm just, again, just throwing it out there. But I'd like to hear from you, Raider Nation. DeMond is 1,000% behind it. 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text sign 69187, keyword R&R. And I'll say this for me. If – if the money could work, if they could figure it out financially, because, again, I think that that's probably the biggest hang-up, I would be intrigued. The problem with it is I would definitely be interested in them if they could make it work financially. The problem is what would you have to give up? What would the draft capital be? I mean, you would have to assume that you're giving up at least the number seven overall pick, and I would think that you're giving up something else too, right? I don't want – what I would want – is a situation like Dave Ziegler did a year ago with Devontae Adams, where whatever the trade is, they got it done with that year. So it's nothing that lingered into this year, right? There's no ramifications for the Devontae Adams trade this year. It was all said and done last year. There was a first and a second, and it's a wrap. Okay, cool. Done. I'm comfortable with that. If they were to make a move like that, I'd be comfortable with them making that move, but I would want it to be done this year. Like, nothing for next year's draft. I don't want – you know what I mean? Like, just get it over with. No, well, first this year, a second this year, and then a first next year, or whatever. I don't want any of that. I just want it to be done this year. So whatever you have to give up, and hopefully it's not too much, 
And, and, and the reason why I say hopefully it's not too much is because you're already having to bite the bullet with that large salary that he has. I think that that's, you know, that's, that's a lot of compensation in itself. I know it's a lot of dead money for Green Bay, but you're also taking a lot of money off their salary cap as well. So that has to be considered when you think about some of the compensation. So, uh, again, of course, we'll ask Peter Bukowski what he thinks a reasonable trade uh, equity would be for Aaron Rodgers. But Raider Nation, let's hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Would you have an interest in Aaron Rodgers if the Raiders could make it, fi- uh, make it work financially? And if so, what would you be willing to give up? Check it out in the dobybroke.com text line real quick at 69187, keyword R&R. Gizmo said, I think for Green Bay to bite on a trade, we would have to give up the league's leading rusher. I'm good with that. Ooh. I don't know if I would uh, – I'd want to give up Josh Jacobs. And he's a free agent, right? He's a free agent. So would you – I mean, you don't want to sign him and then ship him, do you? I mean, you just ah, – I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. I think you need that dynamic running game. Right, if, even if you have Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I don't care who the trigger man is next year. I think you need to have that guy in the backfield. I'm looking at draft capital. I think you have to give up the number seven overall pick, and I would say that you have to give up. There'd be probably something else that has to be added to it. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want it to ruin my chances of of keeping Josh Jacobs. But I mean, you can't. I guess you can't keep everybody. I guess it's a it's a trade off. Like Eastmo's saying, is it might might be a bullet that you have to bite. It might be a tough one. But we all know how important that trigger man is. Vegas Pete said, no, no, no. Rodgers isn't a clutch player when the moment is big. He shrinks. Two, he makes $50 million. Three, he's a finger pointer. Those guys are bad in the locker room. So Vegas Pete, that's a big no. Matter of fact, multiple no's from Vegas Pete. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our guy, our good friend, Juan the Smasher. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Man, no, that's right. <laughs> hey, Q. Hey, sign me up for that. I'm, I'm, I want some of that uh, Aaron Rodgers juice because I'm, I'm agreeing with the mind a thousand percent, a thousand and five percent. I'm with him. Rodgers, man. Oh man! Oh, there he is. Man, and I'm just, I'm just saying, if, if we could get Rodgers, I'm giving up the seventh overall and a second round pick, and and uh, and we just got to get a couple of linemen, a couple of defensive players, a linebacker, and and, and some D linemen. But if we could get Rodgers. Man, that'll be so dope because he's going to be out there just ripping those defense uh, apart. And uh, can 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 I add something else too, Q? Yeah, go for it. Man, if we could get Lamar Jackson too, man, that, that'll be <laughs> that'll be better too, Q. I'm just saying, give me Lamar. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go, Raiders. Uh, he got you. Hey, man, you got that Kool Aid in your system a little early, man. I get, that's 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 asking a whole lot right there. Uh, I know I know Greg Roman is out as offensive coordinator in Baltimore. That news broke earlier today, and uh, the the Ra- the Ravens have come out and said that Lamar Jackson they're going to start working on his contract extension right now. So they're going to get something done re- uh, regardless with Lamar one way or the other. Uh, if not, they're going to franchise him and get something done. So I don't think you have to worry about Lamar uh, at all. There's I don't think there's any chance of getting him. But of course, the minute I say that he's out on the open market right 702-365-9200 let's go out to the Lone Star State talk to my guy Tim Tim in Texas welcome to the show just kidding Tim hung up Gangster Raider haven't heard from him in a minute what's on your mind brother happy new year happy new year y'all I'm just trying to see what's up with y'all and I would rather say um out of Rare and Rogers and um Brady I'd rather have well if you can guarantee me a Super Bowl <laughs> a ring, if we sign Brady, I'd rather have Brady. But if it's not guaranteed, 
I think I'd rather go with Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Only because um, what um, DeMond said. DeMond convinced me with his little argument or whatever. But only um, if Brady, he needs to come out today because today is the 20th anniversary, I think, of the tuck rule. He needs 21st. to come out today. Yep. You know, the yep. 21st. He needs to come out today and admit that it was a fumble, just like Josh McDaniels did when he got hired, you know, by us. But he needs to come out today before any negotiations or anything that's way to um that way the Raider Nation to um kinda open up to the possibility of him being in silver and black because you know most of Raider Nation most of the Raider Nation is like no Tom Brady because of that tuck rule. You know what I'm saying? But if he comes out and admits today <laughs> or if not today, well the first time you interview him, like when this becomes a possibility or I know you're gonna interview him at some time, Q, you have to come out and ask him, was that a fumble? And make him definitively say Yes, it was a fumble for him to be accepted <laughs> by the silver and black. And also, I'm like the other, like Juan said, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's a pipe dream, but remember, we thought Devontae Adams was a pipe dream, too. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. And do you know if um, Derek Carr ever got Devontae Adams the car he promised him? I don't never, I don't remember ever hearing about him <laughs> doing getting him a car. And if he did, what kind of car was it? All right, y'all, keep it gangster. Y'all, I'm gone. Thanks for the thanks for the call, well, man. I appreciate you. I don't know about the car. I do know that he got uh, Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, um, and I want to say Josh Jacobs as well, matching pendants. No, it wasn't Josh Jacobs. It was it was I know it was Devontae. it was just Devontae and Max. I think. Oh, was it just Devontae and Max? He got him some uh, some nice pendants or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know about any other gifts that he might have got Devontae. I remember when he talked about that car. Um, yeah, Lamar, that's that's just not going to happen. The Ravens aren't going to let him go, especially after today, after what uh, John Harbaugh and and the the uh, the not ownership, but the general manager there in Baltimore was talking about. They're not going to let him go anywhere soon. Uh, you can't guarantee a Super Bowl at all with anybody, so it sounds like you'd rather go with Rodgers than Brady. Uh, and the one thing that's funny, you know, how many people in Raider Nation and DeMond, we've had so many calls of people who are like, hell no, Brady, he did the tuck rule, this, that, and the other. They're so mad about that. But Charles Woodson talks to Tom Brady all the time. Charles Woodson and Tom Brady did a damn show together about the tuck rule, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if there's someone who would be the mo- more offended than anybody, it should be Charles Woodson. Hell, he was involved in the play. He was the guy who caused the fumble, but yet he – always interacts with Tom Brady, even though he gives him a bad time about the tuck rule. They interact all the time. Yeah, but they're former teammates, you know, so they got that they got that Michigan connection there. I mean, what does I that matter? That when you go to college with somebody, they, you're on the same college team hey, with man, somebody. Hey, man, you cost that dude a possibility at a Super Bowl. He, got, a, he, but he, got, he got his, though. He's not as bitter as some of those players from the – I'll just say, Lincoln still holding on that to, to this oh, day. I oh, I know. I, but hey. Charles Wilson, he got his ring. Yeah, well, it's still, I'm not it's, saying you know. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's, you know what I mean. It, it makes it, it eases it a little bit. Well, we can call Lincoln right now, and Lincoln still be mad. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and look, I, I'm mad about it. It's 21 years today. I'm still mad about it. I can remember exactly where I was when it happened. I mean, it sucks. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hold it against Tom Brady. It's not his fault that the official was out of his mind. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's just it is what it is. I know that some will never get over it, but I I do think it's funny. And if if it were to happen where he signs with the Raiders, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that that question would be asked to him. You know, that'd be one of the first. Hell, McDaniel's has already had that question asked to him. And what did he say? It was a fumble. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's already been asked. So there's that. Uh, let's go back out to the Lone Star State real quick and try to get Tim in Texas again. Tim, what's on your mind? Hello, how y'all doing? We're blessed. Um, I think they should trade uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, I just, I'm just not for sure if, how, how good Rodgers and McDaniels would get along. 
Okay, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Uh, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I, I want to say that there was a time that Aaron Rodgers was really high on Josh McDaniels when uh, Mike McCarthy got fired in Green Bay. I'm not 100% sure. We'll ask Peter when he comes up at 3 o'clock. I want to say that, that Josh McDaniels was pretty high on his, on his wish list at one point. So we'll see. But, look, Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And if, if Josh McDaniels could dial up some stuff and, and really get the best out of him and whatever and help him win games and, and get to an MVP level and uh, potentially go and win a Super Bowl, I think that everything would be okay. I mean, it's, it seems like great players find ways to, 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 to work with just about anyone as long as they you know, can get all on the same page. I think that they would have no problem doing that. Let's get one more quick call in. How about Eddie in L.A.? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? Are we going crazy? Why don't we just trade for Burrow? Why don't we just do that instead? It's, you know, Aaron Rodgers, man, it, it, you're not just trading for him. You're also mortgaging more of the future. So what are you trying to say? Bring him in here? They still, they still don't have a defense. So all these talk about trading for him or Lamar and all that, you're, you're mortgaging the future, which was this complete opposite of what they're telling us they're trying to do, right? Create championship to stand the test of time, to be able to play, uh, be a competitive year in and year out. If you're going to keep mortgaging the future, giving up all the first-round picks and all this trap capital, bring these guys in, especially Aaron Rodgers, who has a big attitude. You think he's going to want Josh McDaniels just uh, chomping down on him? I don't know. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Josh McDaniels couldn't get, couldn't get together in the same room and work well with D.C. He's going to work out with a guy like that that does his own thing, that does – yeah, just I, – I, So, I don't no, so, so, you're, so, you're, so you're not interested? Am I interested? Yeah. No, because of what it would cost. Not okay. The player. That's fair. Get, let's, let's, uh, if we're talking about just Aaron Rodgers, the player, absolutely all day, every day, over Tom Brady, one, twice on Sunday. Okay. But because of his contract, what he's going to demand financially and the capital that it's going to take to bring him in, it doesn't make business sense for going forward. Yeah, you're going to put butts in seats, but you want to, be, you want to build the winner in Vegas? You got to build it from the ground. You got to build that defense. And when you get, when you're talking about all these players that they're going to cost a lot more to build, you're going to mortgage away one part, one facet of the team that's going to take you twice as long to get up to speed. That doesn't, that doesn't equate to championships. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. That was, that was, uh, that, that's why we throw the question out there, right? And that was one of the things that we said at the very beginning. The defense still needs to be addressed. Offensive line still needs to be addressed. But I did ask if you're interested, you know, if you'd be interested in Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. If not, that's okay. And if you were, what would you be willing to give up? But, you know, what you mentioned is something I mentioned. I don't want to give up too much draft capital. If they did go with draft capital, I'd want it to be this year's draft only and not next year as well. And he's got a large contract. So me and you shared some of the same thoughts, but I think I was just w willing to entertain it a little bit more than Eddie was. But thank you, Eddie. I, I appreciate the call, and that's okay. It's okay to say hell no to. That is absolutely all right. 2.26 at the time. When we come back, I'll ask Coach Mike Martz what he thinks about the situation, if he thinks the Raiders should be interested, and we'll ask a whole lot more. We're going deep with the engineer of the greatest show on turf. He's going to join the show next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 2.30 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Unnecessary Roughness, my man Demont Cotton. He's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. And joining us now on the phone lines, we're pleased to bring on Coach Mike Martz from the 33rdteam.com at Coach underscore Mike Martz on Twitter. And I think you probably better well know him as the engineer behind the greatest show on turf. And, Mike, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I do appreciate you. Going back a couple weeks ago, you had a piece out on 33rdteam.com about Derek Carr and the Raiders and the split, and you thought, you know what, this could be something good for both sides. Uh, what, what, what do you, how do you think that both of these, uh, these two sides, Derek Carr and the Raiders, could both benefit from this split that they're having after nine years? Well, I think Josh is a guy that uh, would like to develop a, a young guy and keep him there for the long term. Um, sometimes guys are not comfortable with veterans. You know, they, they want things their own way. Uh, that's not unusual. And I just think Derek, a, a change of scenery for Derek would be very healthy. I think if uh, a real good team came and snapped him up, uh, he's such a good player. I mean, he just is that, uh, you know, could jumpstart his career again. Uh, just a different environment. I think it would be healthy for him. How many teams do you think will be interested in Derek Carr? Do you think there's any chance that the Raiders could trade him or they're going to have to flat-out release him? Well, I mean, you always try to trade him. I mean, they're going to try and get something for him. So uh, I would imagine there would be a number of takers out there, whether it's Indy or uh, whoever it may be, but uh, a proven winner, of, you know, a guy with his stature, uh, he's he's been good through thick and thin. Um, you know, it's hard to, to turn your back on a guy like that. Talking right now with Coach Mike Martz here on Unnecessary Roughness, Red Nation Radio 920. So when it goes into building a roster and building a team, and as I said, uh, engineer behind the greatest show of turf, offensive coordinator for that St. Louis Rams team, what kind of goes into it? What is the thinking from the top, you know, to the coaching staff of how you put together a really good dynamic team? Well, there's a number of things you have to have. You've got to have a really outstanding left hand, left tackle. Um, the quarterback, obviously, is kind of the centerpiece. You want a good runner, a guy that, uh, you know, the, can catch the ball in the backfield, but the runner is a big deal because if you don't have them, uh, you know, and they're hard to come by. The really good ones are hard to come by. And there's so many receivers out there that you can develop and get. Um, I, that's a little bit down the road. But for me, everything starts in the offensive line. No matter what you're doing, you know, you, if you're good up there, that front five is good. You can, you can build because they'll be together for a while. And I think it's imperative that, you know, a great offensive line just allows you to do whatever you want to do, really. What did you think of the season that Josh Jacobs had for the Raiders, talk, talking about running backs? He's, you know, he's really good at times. I mean, outstanding at times. And I just think that, uh, you know, he's he's that kind of a guy. I really do. I just don't. Uh, I don't know what Josh McDaniels. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, maybe he's got somebody else in mind at the quarterback. I, I mean, I just don't know. But uh, you know, I was surprised. I was really surprised. I really felt like that thing was going to be a match made in heaven, and the Raiders would take off and explode on offense, and it just didn't happen. Coach Mike Marsh joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And let's say, Ralph, this is my man. DeBond's got one for you. Back when you were head coach, you had to do make a difficult decision to move on from Kurt Warner going with Mark Bolger. What's those conversations like with a quarterback when you're letting him know that, hey, his time as a starter has come to an end? Well, it was a gradual process. Um, but the issue with him was more physical with the thumb. You know, he'd broken the thumb twice, and it was injured. We didn't know uh, when he started off with So he had... He was having a hard time gripping the ball. He had an awful lot of fumbles. He couldn't hang on to the ball. And, and he had lost his last seven starts 
he had a roster bonus June 1st, and we had to make a decision on whether to pick that up or, you know, what to do with him. And we ended up, because Mark had started a whole season, most of the season, and we won 12 games with him, the decision was made to just go ahead and move on. And when it comes to that roster construction, like you mentioned, starting with the offensive line, but the quarterback, in today's NFL, do you think that it would be better off with the way the rookie contracts are set up of getting a young guy and seeing if it can work out? And if it doesn't, you can restart the clock a little bit sooner now that the contracts are more favorable towards the teams. You talking about a young quarterback? Uh, yes, sir, a young quarterback. Yeah, I think everybody would like to get a young quarterback and develop and have and keep them there for a long time. I think that's a was Josh Allen, you know, Tom Brady, you know, I mean, that's, that's the ideal. I mean, that's what you'd like to do. And, but I do think that if you can get good young offensive linemen, you're going to have them there for a long time. And that's what gives you the stability in the organization. You know, when you have young offensive linemen, you can keep them for 10 years, eight years together. And it's, it's, it's unusual. We did it. It was golden for us as long as it lasted, but you know, they're just good offensive lines are, an oddity instead of the norm in the league. Talking right now with Coach Mike Martz here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Coach, we were talking about the youth that are in the playoffs this weekend, and nobody is over the age of 30. Matter of fact, Dak Prescott's 29. He's the oldest guy in the playoffs this week. Uh, is, are you seeing a trend where younger guys are having success in, in the NFL earlier because there's more college schemes that are kind of being brought into the NFL now? I don't think there's any correlation between college and the NFL at all. Um, okay. I never have. I just think that uh, the thing with quarterbacks is they they throw the ball so much in college, and I think that helps them into the NFL. But what they do, uh, I don't think there's much of a correlation. The speed of the game is so different, and those guys will tell you that. You know, whatever correlation you think there might be, when you get in the NFL, it's just a totally different game. The speed and everything involved with it is is uh, so different. So. I do think, though, the fact that they've thrown the ball so much really helps them and gives them a leg up. So when you see a guy like Tom Brady who's been in the league for just about ever, right, and you saw him on Monday night lose to the Cowboys, uh, there's, there's thoughts of maybe he returns next season, maybe he returns with the Raiders next season. Who knows? Do you think that he would be a fit, at least a Band-Aid for a few years, for Josh McDaniels in that system that he's trying to run? How do you know what to think about Tom, right? I thought three years ago he was done, you know. <laughs> he goes and wins the Super Bowl for crying out loud. I, I watch him play now, and he can't move very good, but the ball comes out so fast, and he's so accurate. Um, you know, there's no, probably no reason why he can play a few more years and play at a high level. I, I just think that they're so bad around him. He just, you know, they we really struggle with no running game, so – who knows? You know, I think that in the right in the right circumstances, he could probably have another heck of a year. Yeah, you know, that's some of the conversation. You know, does 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 TB12 want to be with head coach Josh McDaniels because they had that you know that incredible run there in New England? Would that make sense for a couple years? Uh, the thoughts are, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Raiders try to trade with him or trade for him to reunite him with Devontae Adams. Would that be something you'd be interested in? Oh yeah, I mean, anybody. I think Aaron Rodgers is really a special player, obviously, and. They just said never given him a group of receivers. Can you imagine how good they would have been had they had some uh, Devontae Adams that kept him with a, two more receivers and they <laughs> kept him around for a while, what he could have done, right? So, who knows? What did, what do you, why, why did Green Bay never do that? Why did, in your opinion, why did they never surround him and put all the weapons around him like, like you had in L.A., or not in L.A., but with the Rams with all the weapons that, that you guys had? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, it's a conundrum. I, I, I don't know. And I tried to figure that out for years. And <laughs> each year you think that they're going to draft a guy and, 
you know, they had Cobb for a while that they brought him, didn't have him, brought him back. But uh, and then they've got a good one, Devontae, like that, and then they they don't keep him. It just somehow didn't make sense. But you know, he can. He's such a good player that you know he just makes do with whatever's out there, right? So you know, it's I don't know. I can't answer that question. I wish I could. Right. I think I think we all do. I think we all wonder what in the world happened again. Coach Mike Martz is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, DeMond. When it comes to the first-year head coaches that we've seen around the league this year, Brian Dayball in New York, Mike McDaniel down in Miami also making the playoffs, what is it that, that fine line between being like what, the ingredients that you already have with the players that you already have when you come in, fitting what's right for them and the system that you want to implement, implement on the offensive side? So they both they both come from systems that are flexible and they have a real conviction about what they want to do on offense. Period. You know, and they're good teachers. So then you can take that system by being flexible and you can move it. You know, whether it's protections or the run game or whatever to suit the personnel that you have, and that's kind of what we try to do. So um, they're not going in and just running a system which really doesn't doesn't hold any water. They have a system that they can tweak to what they have, and I think that's really important. And speaking of systems, I still want to ask you about the San Francisco 49ers, what they've been able to do with Brock Purdy. Have you seen anything from him that says that, hey, they, obviously the arm talent's there. He's an NFL quarterback. But is that Kyle Shanahan system that allows him to make the playoffs, have a deep run with a third-string quarterback? It's not the system. It's the coaching. It's the teaching. What happens is when a guy can come in, I'll make the example. Mark Bolger was a third-string quarterback. A one and two went down. He had never taken a snap in practice since camp. And, you know, we're in the middle of the season, and I told him he's going to start, and he said it's about time. <laughs> so, and, we, and he comes in, and we start, and we beat an undefeated Raider team and go on a six- or seven-game win streak. You know, and we were awful at the time. So the, the, here's the deal. He's done his homework. Um, he understands what they're trying to do. He's absorbed it and he's prepared. And I can't overstress how important and pertinent that is that the preparation of it and feeling like you're just ready for that opportunity and didn't get surprised bored. He, he kind of expected it. And so when it's there, he's ready for it. You know, it kind of sounds like Jared Stidham, the Raiders uh, backup who ended up starting the last two games of the season for the Raiders this past year. He, he looked the part. He had been in Josh McDaniel's system for quite a while. The Raiders traded for him to bring him in as yep. a backup. What did you see from uh, Jared Stidham? Did you like what you saw? You know, I didn't, I didn't see much of him, so I, 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 I wouldn't want to speak on it. I just saw flashes of it. But, you know, I was watching so many games, so I didn't see a whole lot, um, you know, really make a comment about him. But I, I looked at the numbers and, and what he did, and it was pretty impressive. So final question for you, Coach. I mean, we talked a lot about the quarterback and we talked about offense, but we haven't talked about the defense. And right now we know that Max Crosby is the guy defensively for the Raiders. But outside of that, there's a whole lot of questions that they really haven't put a lot of attention on the defensive side of things in a very long time. How important is that that they at least address it and try to build up that defense to give themselves a chance? There's always been a tradition at the Raiders for probably the last 20 years or so. The secondary has always been an issue. As far back as I can remember, the secondary has always been an issue. I don't know why that is. I really don't. But they've always struggled in the secondary. They've been good up front. Always got big, tall, rangy guys that can play and control the line scrimmage. But in the secondary, they've always had had troubles, particularly at safety. So I don't know much about the roster. 
to speak about any of that other than I know that they have struggled in secondary at times. Any game you're looking forward to this weekend? Oh, I'm looking forward to all of them. You know, really, <laughs> I, the one I guess probably I'm kind of curious about is San Francisco and Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is good enough to beat San Francisco, but I, I just think San Francisco will beat them up physically. I think they're going to line up, and, and that's not something Dallas is used to seeing. And, and San Francisco did to them what they did to the Rams each time they play them. You know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. That Bills and Bengals game is going to be fun for all the storylines, and plus they're really good teams as well. So, Coach, thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate you. Uh, thanks for sharing some, uh, some minutes and giving us some of your insight. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. There he goes, Coach Mike Martz from the 33rdteam.com on Twitter at Coach underscore Mike Martz with us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, he believes that, you know, multiple teams are going to line up for Derek Carr. I don't doubt that either. The, the, the question I have is, are teams going to be willing to make a trade or are they going to have to flat out release him and then just go ahead and pick him up? I kind of lean towards option B. I think that's what's going to happen, but... Just because I think it doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be. 244 is the time. We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line. Got a ton of text at 69187, keyword R&R. Would you have an interest in Aaron Rodgers if the Raiders could make it work financially? If so, what would you be willing to give up for him? This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com text line 69187 keyword RR. Coming up at the top of the hour, Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers. He'll join the show. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers, and that's what we're talking about right now. Aaron Rodgers. Not saying that anyone's pounding the table. I would be, I'm not going to lie, would be intrigued by Aaron Rodgers. That'd be a hell of a quarterback to have for a couple years, especially a guy that knows Devontae Adams really well, can get the most out of Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, whatever the weapons are out there. You saw what he was working with this year. He can get the most out of the weapons. Got to protect him. We had Coach Mike Martz on. Starts with the left tackle. Starts with the offensive line. Got to protect him. Got to work on that defense. So that's, you know, that's obviously something that has to happen. But if the Raiders could make it work financially, which I'm not saying that they can, and not give up too much draft capital, which I'm not saying that they wouldn't, <laughs> right? Because I don't know. I don't know what that, what that trade would look like. I like what they did with Devontae Adams where, okay, first of the second in 2022, the draft, and then boom, done. I like that. I like it being over, done, clean, immediately. No lingering to the next following year, all that stuff. No, it's over and done with. So if they were to find a way to make something happen there, in that direction, cool, I'd be all right with that. And then go out and maybe draft a guy, a later round guy, like maybe a Hendon Hooker, maybe someone else. I'm just throwing out names that are going to be later round picks, guys that they may feel a little bit more comfortable with that they could try to develop. Let them sit behind Rodgers for a little while. I'd be okay with that. I don't care about the attitude that Aaron Rodgers has. Who doesn't have an attitude? I'm cool with that. I, it doesn't matter, you know. I, I just look. I know the guy can win, and with the with the weapons, think about it. The weapons that the Raiders have. Has he ever had those weapons in Green Bay? Never. Not at the same time, <laughs> right? I mean, he's got a really strong run game right now. Aaron Jones is fantastic, and he ain't the only good running back that they have. I mean, they have multiple running backs there. They had Devontae Adams, and all of a sudden they, you know, let that go. But could you imagine having Devontae, Darren, Hunter, Josh, if, if that's capable of being able to hold on to him? I know you can't keep everybody, but, man, sky would be the limit, right? Oh, of course it would. And that other running back that they got there in Green Bay, that's A.J. Dillon. But, Stud. Man, we're, the, fact, the, fact, the fact that if you brought him in, 
the pieces that would surround him. And those guys are still locked under contract. I don't think you would have to get rid of everybody soon. You can at least see what it would look like for a season or two before the financials would come into play here. Right. And then, hey, who, who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to be around after a season or two. So, you know, got to strike while the iron's hot because that championship window is small. So if you if this is definitely a win-now move if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you don't have to worry about, well, what's the team going to look like in five years? Right. Because hopefully it's going to lead to a Super Bowl <laughs> so that you can pull the Sean McVay after that of, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's Damon Cotton. He's in the Family Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Would you have an interest in Aaron Rodgers if the Raiders could make it work financially? If so, what would you be willing to give it up? Mailman Raider hit us up and said, Q, I'd send a second rounder, and that's it. Nothing more. I'll throw a question back at you. DA said he wants to be involved with the next quarterback decision. Is that something he'd want? I don't know how much, if any. Rodgers was a part of the decision leaving Green Bay. Um, thank you for the text. Uh, I think it would definitely take more than the second-round pick to get Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams, unless something has changed, he was still really good friends with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he said that after he signed with the Raiders. He's like, hey, me and, me and Aaron talk all the time, right? When, when Aaron comes to Vegas, they go golfing together. I mean, they're, they're still really good friends. I don't think he'd have any problem with that, and I think that's a quarterback that knows how to get him the ball, <laughs> right? I think, well, there's one thing I know about Devontae Adams. only been around him a year, but I can say I know this about Devontae, almost like that's my homeboy, right? I can say this. He wants a guy that can get him the rock. He wants to be involved. He don't want to have games where he walks away with two catches, two catches for 12 yards. He don't want those days. He wants a guy who can get on the rock. And I know one guy that can get on the rock. That would be Aaron Rodgers. But what says you? 702-365-9200. My guy, Paul in Temecula. He's the guy who stirs it all up. Paul, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? What's up, Damon? <laughs> What's up, brother? I'm doing good. Hey, man, I would absolutely pound on the table for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I would, I would give up two number ones and go from there. And and I and I know I know we talked about building up the defense and we got to build up the defense, and it's going to take time and all that. But to but to what expense? Like we have a, a offense on paper that is super talented, and if we could get a, a top five quarterback that can navigate that offense and put up points as we slowly build up the defense, I think I think it'll be a no brainer. I mean, why why are you gonna why are you gonna waste your time trying to build up a defense, and and hinder hinder losing our offensive key players? So I, I would totally totally pound on the table for Aaron. I, in a heartbeat, I would give up two number ones, and if I could find a way to squeeze in Derek Carr into that trade, that's icing on the cake. You, um, Q, you remember um, 2006, I think it was, 05, 06, when uh, Morrison and Thomas Howard led the lead in uh, interceptions? Yeah, they used to they, they used like, to battle, man. One, one would get one one game, one would get the, the other game. They would battle. Exactly. And I think they had <laughs> Rob Ryan was the D.C., and I think they ended up like a top five defense that year, right? Mm -hmm. and, and all we kept saying is if we only had an offense that could complement our defense, right? Right we would have had a good season. But times change. NFL is different now. It's all about scoring points. So if you could score points and have a team that could consistently keep drives going and, and close out teams on a four-minute offense and, and kind of hide our, our defense as we build it, why not go that route? There you go. Good so stuff. I
Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call, man. Real good stuff. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to being convinced that that would be the way to go, right? And, again, I think, I think it all really boils down to the, the financials, the financials and the draft capital. What would it take to get them? Uh, Paul mentioned two ones. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be a fan of that because, again, that would mean that the Raiders would have to also address this in 2024 or 2025, I'd say. Or no, it's, what's this? 2023 right now. So the, this draft, they wouldn't have a number one. And then in 2024, they wouldn't have a number, number one either. I, I, I don't want them to do that. But I guess, hell, if you, <laughs> if you make a deep run into the playoffs, you're having a late first round. So I, it's, a, it's a fine line, man. I, I just like the, the trades to be done after one year. I hate them to be coming up the next year like, oh, hey, they don't have this pick because of that trade that happened a year ago or two years ago. That's the only thing I really am not a big fan of. So, uh, But there you go. Um, there's some that are saying yes. Some are saying hell no. What does Peter Bukowski think for Locked On Packers? We'll talk to him to start off hour number two of the show. Uh, we'll let him hear the sound. I'm sure he's heard it multiple times being the host of Locked On Packers. But we'll let him hear the sound from uh, the Pat McAfee show with what Aaron Rodgers had to say. And then we'll talk all things Aaron Rodgers with Peter Bukowski next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.